Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. So yeah, as we march towards our 10-year anniversary of Dork Trek next week, three of us will actually be recording together. Ben, Jenny, and myself. We'll talk to Dennis via remote in Florida, but we'll actually be in one location recording all at the same time. God, I'm so excited. I know, but I'm really, I feel really lame, but that's the worst part about it is like we missed each other by like a week. Yeah. Yeah. But it sucks. Yeah. Because I was really looking forward to seeing your handsome face, Dennis. Yeah. Kiss. Kiss. Well, now I now he's all <laughs> soft like a baby's bottom, Dennis. That's right. He's all smooth. So, but yeah, man. So uh, we're marching towards 10 years. We're marching towards 400 episodes. We're going to keep the momentum moving. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, this week, we're talking about uh, uh, just a shit ball of a shit show the worst oh my god the worst uh, <laughs> you know, i <laughs> i don't know how to describe how much i hated this episode now do you hate it because you're a woman and maybe, probably maybe yeah. you two are entering puberty at an unforeseen time because you've flown your ship into a weird uh-huh. energy life form yeah thing. that that definitely happened to me, yeah. And I had a, a Talaxian trying to get me pregnant. She pregnant, man. I wish we had many around just to say that for this episode. <laughs> now, I, after I watched this episode, I was like, there's no way there was a woman in the writer's room on this. But surprisingly, this episode was like written by freelancers and then rewritten by Jerry Taylor, who was an executive producer. Really? Yeah. Wow, they would take any bullshit like, script. How can you, but like, how can you, like, as a woman, I guess, write a story where the B story is basically uh, Kes goes baby crazy and looks really wild and like she has no control over her body because her hormones are driving. It's like such, such an anti-feminist like yeah. concept to use. It's, I, it's ridiculous. I felt like they tried though. Like they started having like a thinly veiled abortion discussion in the middle of it. Like, oh, it's your body, your choice. Your body, your choice, Kess. Yeah. Yeah, they were kind of all over the place with this because they, well, the episode starts in a really hot way because Chakotay gets on a lift and he sees this chick blowing a dude. And then Chakotay's all like, I didn't know this was going to be that kind of ride. So then Chakotay gets in and they both start blowing the dude. And then like, got this hot buy action happening. That's the episode that we wanted them to record. Then you've got, then you got like Chakotay blowing this guy. And then no, in my people's uh, tradition, (laughs) you have to come on my face yes he's like ah my my spirit animal is a cum guzzling bear and then like he's all blowing a dude and then the other guys then the other chick is blowing and then like they totally swap and he's like because today i'm a bird and i'm gonna feed you like a mother bird feeds her baby they swap and then they ruin the episode snowballing (laughs) you think do you think they have like uh com badge parties where they just everybody puts their com badges in a bowl and then you reach in and grab one and see who you get to sleep with that night. Not on this ship because Chakotay's a prude. Yeah. Well, initially, yeah. He's a total he prude. I think it's a game. I think it's a game he's playing. Like the crying game? No, not that cool. <laughs> I know. I that, that movie hasn't been referenced in like 20 years. You think he's like testing the waters with the captain? Like, hey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, oh, yeah. That, yeah that's that was, that was so unprofessional. Happy. That's yeah. that's that's de- we shouldn't have that going onto the ship, um, right? I mean, unless you're into it. Yeah, and if you think it's a good idea, maybe we should set the example for the crew <laughs> by banging I mean, each other. You, you maybe looking, you're looking for somebody, right? I mean, you're going to pair off, and I mean, it, I mean, at your senior level, it would only be appropriate that it'd be another senior member of the staff. I'm sure he could get the doctor be to my senior staff give him some prosthetics so he looks like Mark. Yeah, they could do anything like that. Yeah, totally. Just go to the holodeck. Close yeah, your eyes. exactly. Maybe. If you're closing your eyes, you don't need to go to the holodeck. Yeah, yeah, but either way. <laughs> maybe, just maybe, the crew could watch us bang and they'll learn how to yes. do it. In case they don't know. Because Harry yeah. Kim's pretty young. Yeah. I'm just, they should I'm just film saying, it. I'm just saying, film yeah. it and show it to the entire ship. Yes. We'll make a 
hollow novel of it and then people can come mm -hmm. to the hollow deck and participate like there's not that many people on the ship i'm sure they could fit them all into one of those cargo bays to yeah. watch yeah and go to the hangar bay it's big yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, so Chakotay catches these two people kissing on the lift and he's all like, oh, we should really talk about Fred. At first I thought he was going to say, I didn't say stop. <laughs> oh. Well, he pulls it out slowly yeah. like, no, don't stop kissing. <laughs> all right, you, I'm your commanding officer. Put your hand on her boob. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I command you. you to suck it. <laughs> stop. <laughs> This is yellow light territory. I command you to suck it. <laughs> oh, that was a good one, Jenny. Uh -huh. mm. That's why you listen to the podcast. That's why we're the longest running Star Trek podcast on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly why. Not, not that, right, just, that right there. Just I doing it for our own funsies at this point. I command you to suck it. <laughs> <laughs> If we made t-shirts, that would be a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Let's make a t-shirt. I want to do a 10-year anniversary shirt. You know what? Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. a 10-year anniversary Boom. shirt. And on the back, it'll say, I command you to suck. <laughs> I got to have something I can wear to functions. Jeez. Just wear a, wear a blazer with it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like a dress man. Dress it up. Yeah. Sports jacket. Yeah. So, so yeah. So then they have the whole conversation about the fraternization and like, she really wants him. Mm -hmm. She's trying to play coy though. She's like, yeah. oh, but my husband's waiting for me at home. Not even my a husband. It's a boyfriend. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't count. I mean, you got hoes across in, the galaxy. They got hoes in different area codes, baby. It's fine. It's a whole like, new quadrant. Yeah. Hey, new quadrant, no, new quadrant, no, uh, no problem or whatever. Where's the rest of my notes, man? You know, Janeway has like a really sexy way of talking to people. Like yeah. she talks to them, like she looks in their eyes and then she looks at their mouth while she's talking to them. It's like, yeah. mm, trying to give them <laughs> subliminal ideas. Yeah. Well, see, there was, Jenny, was it Mad Men? that we noticed that some actors do that. Mm. I think it, uh, Roger Sterling was one of the actors for when he's in a scene with somebody, he looks at their mouth. I don't remember that, but I'll take your word for it. Boy, he was kind of a swinging dude, wasn't he? Yeah. But I, I don't know if that was like an intentional thing or if it was just like, all right, I'm gonna wait for your mouth to stop so that I say my line. Kind of Maybe that's what it was. But Janeway does it while she's talking. Like she'll t start talking, and then she'll look at your mouth. Yeah, hers is different. And then it's... she'll she'll give you the elevator eyes. Well, she's look. The elevator's going down. She's your package. That's right. Do the dies. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So then they have the conversation, and then they, of course, on the view screen, there's some weird life form. Got a cloud. Yes. What's it going to be this week? Time cloud travel or space living sperm? Yeah, it, mm -hmm. that's a really good way that they should have. As much as we've talked about the wheel of Voyager, they should have a wheel. They probably had a wheel in the writing room. Like, is it an anomaly or a living creature? It's a living creature this week. <laughs> oh, all right. Time travel? No. What if it's both? Oh, a living time traveling thing. <laughs> living time travel energy being. It kind of time travels. It makes Kess's body uh, age rapidly, right? Well, yeah. No, not, no, not age, but it's just her cycle. I mean, she makes her it, cycle. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, how, dragon. <laughs> how girls are hitting puberty younger because of the hormones in chicken. Which it's is like a weird alien thing like she hasn't hit puberty yet let's there's so much i want to talk about there though um like what's the age of consent there's for, uh, there's so much i want to talk about dennis there's so yeah. much i want to talk about there dennis there's a year after neelix starts hitting on them <laughs> entirely so much there i want to talk about i know at neelix gates is his last name yes. <laughs> there's so much i want to talk about with that um but i want to get there because before any of that happens, Tom Paris is merely helping this woman carry cabbage into the kitchen yeah. and Neelix starts gaslighting her immediately. Yeah. yeah. That's what I said. I was done with the episode. 
that and it got worse from there. Yes, I, it did. I don't understand what she must like really owe him for getting her out of that uh, that Kazon camp or something. Because I'm like, why the fuck is she still with this guy? Yeah, why? And it's like low self-esteem and it's basic. It's just basic gaslighting that he's hitting her with. It's not you that I'm worried about. It's him. You yeah. see the way he looks at you. He's a disgust. I used to look at women like that when I was younger. There's men all yeah. over the quadrant that look at women like this. And That's a red he, flag right there. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, we can smell our own. He's a sex pervert. And I know it. And the things he wants to do to you. And, it's and just the thing like, that got me is that he's telling her like, you don't understand. You're such an innocent but he's the one taking advantage of her. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like it would be different if he was serving. It would be different if he was serving to her as a father figure, but yes. he's not yeah. They're in a romantic relationship. So he's when grooming her, yes. yes, thank you. Yes. He's totally grooming her. It's, it's painful to watch this. It's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, she's, two we find out in the episode she's two she's two she's prepubescent she's a prepubescent girl <laughs> i don't know what that accounts for in ocampa age like ocampa to human but she's prepubescent well they, so they, supposed did... to, they live to eight or nine right yeah yeah seven, so i guess I we seven okay so let's just say that every one of their years is like 10 of ours right so she's like 20 but she's she's not mentally she um mature and she has sitting there telling her like, yeah she's she hasn't hit puberty yet so yeah. like either way she's not developed to where like this is it, this is okay you know that's why like, neelix is so into it she can't get pregnant exactly You're pregnant man oh jesus oh god it's so disgusting it's 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 terrible and and I think Ben, you used the best word. He's grooming her, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because he even says you're such an innocent, and he says it several times. And again, this would be different if he was a father figure to her. But the fact that he's a sexual partner, gross. And she can't even say, "You can't tell me what to do." I'm a grown woman because she's not. Yeah, <laughs> she's not. It's your elders, young lady. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Just, just look at her. Yeah, say, hey, it's not my fault. She looks like she's fucking 30. She looks like she's three. She, How was I supposed to she's know? Lo she looks four. <laughs> yeah, She looks four, Your Honor. So what was I supposed to do? Well, I'm supposed to look at oh, her driver's yeah. license? Her space driver's hey, license? Come on. Hey, her space driver's license. Didn't come right. It's eight or nine. Eight or okay. nine. Regardless. Yeah. you know. But still, though. It's still. It's, yeah. But Jenny is exactly right. She's prepubescent because that's what this whole episode's about. Like she, when we first see her, but then we'll get there too. But um, so yeah, so they do the whole thing and the spiel. And then all of a sudden she's eating a lot of weird food and doing a lot of weird Bugs. stuff. Yeah. And I initially thought that this was going to go a different direction because she's eating mashed potatoes because someone recommended them. And Neelix was like, what? Yeah. You're talking to another boy? But it was more, he was grossed out because the food was icky. Um, yeah, but yeah, he totally pulls the scumbag boyfriend move like he's a dick to her and then brings her flowers. Look, I'm sorry, but that guy's a real jerk. So then he doubles down on it. Mm -hmm. Like there is some real troubling behavior in this episode for me from Neelix. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's 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 like a communist party. There's so many red flags. I mean, it's just like saying. I kind of hate it. Yeah. Yes. I would just not, it's just, yeah. I, I have so many notes about, you know, creepier every episode. Just creepier and creepier. Yeah. Someone on Twitter said today that um, it was a tie between him and Keiko for the worst character in Star Trek. And I think it's it's got to be Neelix. Like, <laughs> Keiko is kind of annoying sometimes, but... She didn't she's groom not a miles. fucking pervert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not even close. She's and not some dating of that, Jake. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, I saved you, so you owe me. I yeah. mean, some guys would have just left you to die in that in that Kazon uh, camp, but uh, I came back for you. you well, and part, and part of it is too. I mean, it's not so like fuck. 
it's not like Keiko was in every episode. Neelix right. is part of the key is one of the seven of the cast. Like he is yeah. a cast member. We saw Keiko every once in a while for when she bothered to come home. Yeah, when she bothered to come home, or like you know, there'd be an episode about her every now and then. So like to me, she doesn't even register on the annoying scale. She's more of just like, oh, here comes Keiko. But Neelix is in a majority of these episodes. He's a real cast member. This is a real problem for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grooming is a really great word, Ben, and I'm glad that you said it because the term was escaping me. But yes, grooming mm-hmm. is exactly right. Yeah. And I just and that's how did this get? I don't know. What'd you say, Jenny? I said, how did this get on television? It was the mid '90s. It was yeah. It was a different time. Different time. Okay. And it's not years ago. The network demanded they have a character like this, and it's and to, to normalize be, that behavior. To be fair, it's not like Kess looks like a child; like she looks like a like a woman by like human standards. Like she looks. And like, how many judges have heard that? But but, but I'm just <laughs> saying more in line. It'd be different if she looked like the kid from Small Wonder Neelix was talking that way to her. But the fact that, I don't even know who the kid from Small Wonder was. I don't even know why I chose her. It's just the first thing that popped into my head. But the, the she's, fact... She's fantastic and made of plastic. Yeah. <laughs> and she's it's cool that wonder. they just ripped that off song. for TNG. They were like, we're going to make a Small Wonder on TNG. Data. And data was there, yeah. Because Small Wonder was before TNG, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it? That was, I think that was like mid to early 80s. Yep, 85. I thought it was, oh, so just barely. 85 just to 89. So Small Wonder beat data to the screen, so they ripped off. But they, uh, they did intersect a little bit, yeah. yeah. But maybe Roddenberry was all coked up and like, this is a man, it's a robot kid. We need one of those. <laughs> So and Wesley was that close. Yeah. We'll make him Wesley. No, no, no. It'll be cooler if he's like an adult and like his, he can take his genitals off and fuck different things. Cause I'm Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> That's awesome. It can take its dick off and put on a vagina and then fuck other things. This is amazing. Oh my God. What Lines if he can fuck himself? Off. Oh, we'll give it a kid too. <laughs> He's doing lines of coke off Susan Sackett's ass. I'm so high. <laughs> Man, I'm a genius. That's a great bird of the galaxy thinking for right there. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, so this um, thing is I, I can I can channel Ben from 25 years ago, from 30 years ago, and I would be so pissed off at you right now. But now I am totally in line with it. Like I have completely lost my, as far as the religion of Trek and it just, just to see the feet of clay and the crumbling of how much of a shit person you are. Sorry, I don't want to, I don't want to deviate from how shit of an episode this is, but you know, he was a man of his time. Yeah. I mean, I'm not hating on Roddenberry. I mean, that's it. Everybody did cocaine back in the day. Roddenberry and Lucas should they they have the one thing in common where they create a great thing and then they should just move away from it. Yeah. And let and let professional writers take over and let Gene, make it better. Let Gene Kuhn do it. <laughs> Howard Swords, uh Gene Gino Kuhn, DC Fontana. But make the magic. I don't know, man. Uh, there's just a lot to unpack here with this episode. Yeah. Maybe Star Trek as a franchise, maybe I should have been a Star Wars fan because apparently Star Trek, the more I examine it, you, you've got child predators, you've, you've got sex addiction, you've got substance abuse constantly. Yeah, that's um, fine. I mean, you, Star, Star Wars. You've got racism left and right. Dude, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, they taught me to hate Klingons. I have nothing against What's a Klingon ever done to me? But apparently I hate them because that's how I was programmed. No, you just took it too far, Ben, like everything else. You just took it too far. Could be. Dennis? You know, I'm, I'm just thinking that 
this episode's really problematic for me, like with the whole Kess thing about like how she's all super hormonal and she's basically threatening, like she threatens uh, Neelix to knock her up or she'll find somebody else to do it. Like, it, <laughs> like her behavior is so bizarre in this episode. And I think my problem with it comes to the fact that she looks too human, you know? Like if she looked like some kind of weird alien or something and then was doing this, then I th think it would have been less, uh, less of a problem for me. But she basically she's basically a human character. Like she's got mm -hmm. weird ears and a bad wig, but other than that, she's human. So she's just, uh, you know, like a, an analog for a human female, young human female or, or something like that. And they're basically making the point like, okay, when human women lose control of their hormones, then they just go crazy and they start looking wild and like, cause her eyes change colors and like, mm -hmm. it was yeah. just insane. This is what happens when you ovulate apparently. Yeah. Yeah, she's real dirty. Look, like at one point she looks like an emo kid because her mascara is running and her hair is all greasy yes. looking. Yeah, it's like yeah. every bad stereotype of like a you know pregnant woman or a woman in menopause or a girl going through puberty. Like all of that were turned up to eleven. Yeah, for this episode. and that, and then it's weird too because the other woman on the ship besides the, the of course Janeway is uh, Torres, and throughout the entire episode. Torres is Klingon on crack. Oh, like she's she's insane in this episode. Blow it up, fucking blow it up. It's like, and I thought they were going to do something with her because like her makeup was even more Klingon-y than it usually is. It was very stern, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and so I thought they were going to say, "Oh, well, this uh, cloud of you know space aliens is amplifying everybody's, you know." Yeah, no, no, it's just the women. All yeah. of the women are mm -hmm. just, just, they've just gotten the alien sync. women. No, even the human women, they've all gotten into sync. It, we, we worry oh about this. It's what <laughs> happens on starships. It's a closed environment. We're doomed. So now we have to send the doctor to the holodeck to find a cure for PMS. <laughs> Next time on an all new Voyager. Someone find the chocolate nebula. <laughs> it's the just, nebula. It's just. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. She was, uh, she was Torres was Klingon up to like nine today. Yeah. yeah. She was, uh, I mean, she just wanted to blow everything up. Like her whole process today was like, blow them up. Cat was fire. She yeah. wore down, uh, she wore down Tuvok too. Cause he's like, hey, yeah. just fucking do what she said. Yeah. So I'm tired of hearing her fucking voice. She's like right over there. I got to listen to this shit the whole day on the bridge. Why is she even up here, Captain? I know, exactly. <laughs> she's usually down on, on the engineering. Day. Now she's right there. I got to hit, look at this. She's in it's our reach. It's the she hormones. I know for a fact that Klingons can jump that far. <laughs> this is too goddamn close, Captain. That's what I they were not, bred to do. This is a hostile. Yeah. This is a hostile space environment, and 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 I want something done about it. Now I think, and then you bring up a good point, um, uh, Dennis and Ben too, to some extent. Do you think it would have been better served the episode if? everyone was affected and not just Kess. Like, why was she the only one that was like sent into a hormonal rage and not everyone on the ship? Because then it wouldn't have looked so jarring. She has extra sensory perception. So she can feel the emotion of these space aliens swimming around the sperm ship. swimming around yes. her face. And they're so horny <laughs> and it makes her horny. Mm. This turns into... I don't know which is the A and which is 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 the the horny cast the A story or the B story. And I think that's the B story. You know what sucks? But then yeah, it thought... becomes then it becomes the A two story. Okay, mm -hmm. because the other story that's going on that's causing all this to happen. What's causing all this? Is 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 that <laughs> gold around of... my waist? <laughs> so this is like definitely a TNG episode. With with the the, yeah. the shit that thinks the ship is part of its you know it's like oh and now there's a creature hot yeah. for all these space raviolis are flying around again and they're flatulating everywhere to get through space and it's they're just trying like... to fuck the ship. I had to rewind that at least twice to see if she said flatulating or flagellate, and I was like, so there's space farts. That's how they propel themselves. Just, but you know yeah. what, though? I would have much rather enjoyed space farting than them trying to fuck yeah. the ship. Yeah. 
<laughs> because well, we'll get there too. Um, <laughs> but like, so Cass goes hyper crazy with eating everything. They get a stuff. It was. Man. I will say it was funny when she ate the the flowers the that Neelix yeah. gave her. I was, oh, so yeah. expression on her face too. That was hilarious. I thought that was really good. I must have missed that part because I was watching this episode at one point two five speed. <laughs> so I thought, <laughs> it happened too quickly for me to notice. Yeah, it was a very fast. But here's the thing: is when it was Neelix, funny when Neelix picks her up to to take her to sick bay. They get a stunt man. Yeah, because if you notice, you never you only see him from the back after he picks her up, and it was just one. Of, it was all those moments in in where I've learned over the years with Star Trek to notice when they've switched out the, the main player or whatever. So it's yeah. like Ethan Phillips is like, I ain't lifting her. She bit. No, I got the, the sciatica. My lumbago's uh, kicking in. <laughs> and uh, so he maybe you know, she didn't trust him to lift her. Could be. Could yeah. be. Well, it's also, I mean, you know, it'd be like a union thing. It doesn't look very strong, but part of it is too. I mean, that part is also troubling too. Like we have to take you to the doctor, a hormonal woman, and drill a hole in your head to let the evil spirits out. <laughs> well, that's actually, that that's not how you you cure hysteria. And that's why the doctor wanted Neelix out of the room. Yeah, and that whole scene yeah. too. There, when Neelix is in annoying Neelix mode, that shit goes into overdrive. Yes. and I can. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a I was, lot. It's like, I, I love the fact that, that they programmed the hologram doctor with a capacity for annoyance and mm-hmm. frustration. It's just like, I mean, he, I don't think he was actually programmed for it, but Neelix drove him to it. You, you well, created the, sentient anger. Well, the he, way saw, he, he saw everybody else on the ship reacting that way to Neelix, and he's like, well, I better incorporate this into my program. And the way yep. he was talking to the doctor, like he's not a real person. He's just some hologram. It's And Kess has very much even said many times, like, I think he's a sentient being. Like she's she's the, one of the only people on the ship to treat him as such and to just totally, you know, disregard her feelings on the matter is just another thing about Neelix. It's like, what the fuck, man? Of course you have to disregard her feelings on the matter. She's hormonal, Bob. That's she's right. not You're thinking right. right. She's, right. she's thinking hard light is a person that's not how it's for for neelix for neelix her talking is just what she does with her mouth between the times that she blows him yeah so he doesn't really pay attention to it but that's another question i have dennis like since they because they go into the ocampa mating ritual where her hands get sticky right and they have to combine so do they fuck through the hands or do they look she has to give a six-day hand job (laughs) <laughs> She's got really big Popeye forearms. Did anybody else? Did anybody else think though that that looked like she had like diarrhea on her hands, or like yeah. she was playing with poop? Yeah, I didn't know what that all was about, but it was gross. Yeah, and I was trying to figure out the actual ritual because, like, they do they put their hands together and then connect genitals. So does she have like genitals in that sense, or does it just kind of happen through her hands? I, I think the hands are like when when dogs get stuck together. Like they're going to embrace and, and and connect in the in the normal way for fifty hours, and then like her hands are going to like latch onto him, and then he won't be able to get away. That's how they get you. That's how women get you. That's how women do. They latch onto you, and then they just fucking bleed you dry. They trick you into getting them <laughs> pregnant. She's pregnant, man. That's, she just she just wanted a space baby daddy so yes, she can get that exactly child support. But it's just, I just, that part, that part was quite, I was just questioning the whole, the mechanics, the mechanics of it all. Cause like, she's got breasts, which I mean, most creatures that have, she's a mammal. Yes. She's a Mm -hmm. mammal. Most creatures that have breasts lactate from those breasts. So, I mean, like, do they fuck with the hands? Does she have genitals? Like, how does this work? I go are they compatible with Talaxian? Yeah. That's another question. Are they even compatible genetically? I think they even questioned that at some point, but they were just like, ah, whatever, let them fuck. Who cares? <laughs> if they have love a kid, love. they have a kid. Yeah. And that made me wonder too, like, you know, up, up to this point, have they been fucking at all? I don't just think so, mouth Jenny. stuff? Yes. I, d- I don't <laughs> even think it was mouth stuff. What if the Ocampa are like uh, 
they're made to help other species procreate. Yeah. So that's why I like the Kazon steal Okompan women because they can bear Kazon children. So like the Okampa just like bud or something. They like asexually reproduce. Like they just, you know, grow from flowers or something stupid. <laughs> And then everybody else can fuck them and make their own. Like Neelix can make Neelix can make other Talaxians, and Kazon can make more Kazons. Like they're just like a receptacle for yeah, just a vessel. Is is it like the reverse of those birds that put their eggs in in the nest? Yeah, they're the nest. The Okampa are the nest. I just loved it, and everybody can fuck them. It's so brutal and wrong. I, I just don't think that's. Uh, I don't think that's it. You don't like, know. What's the deal? I mean, what's the deal with the sack on the back? I mean, what's up with that? What's going on there? Like, well, that's where they come car- there. Well, that's where they carry the baby, apparently. So I have but the, try to I skeet have, right here. Have, you got a I Superman mean, that hoe. I have so many questions about <laughs> this this anatomy. So, like, she carries the baby on her back. Don't get mad at me, Ben. I'm just asking questions. I, I, I don't know. No, I'm not like mad a at kangaroo? you. It's it's the fucking episode. And, and does it crawl from from the use its little baby sticky hands and crawl down her back and up in her womb or some so shit? So is it like a marsupial? That's a good question, Jenny. Are they marsupials? They they have to be. And she leave the show before she actually becomes childbearing age. No, Dennis, you're the biology major, right? So like, if they have a, a smart one. If they have a sack like that, does that automatically that where the the babies kind of kind of grow and does that make them marsupials? Uh, sure. I think the real problem here is that they didn't think through any of this shit. <laughs> they just no. wrote a bunch of fucking nonsense and called it a day. It's almost like how gross can we make her and see if Neelix still wants to fuck her? Yeah. How old is she? Does. Two. I'm in. Yeah. Well, she's going to get this uh, weird shit on her hands that she has to rub all over you while you have sex. Okay. That's fine. I'm in. I still I have to come on her back to get her pregnant. Okay. I get, to, I get to put it in, right? I just, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. And then in between these weird questions of Ocampian uh, uh, biology and physiology, we have ham-fisted long-winded monologues about the the joys slash uh uh uh, techniques and 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 aversions to being a parent yeah from tuvok who's like yeah it's okay i guess out of any person on the show why the fuck would you ask tuvok about being a parent he's the only kids and Tuvok is the one that fucked up and answered him one day. <laughs> yes. That's if you go back several episodes, back to first season, he got all up in Tuvok's face. But my theory is that he had done that all day with everybody. And then by the end of the day, he's, he's about to give up. But then Tuvok comes in. He's had a long day. Neelix gets up in his face while he's ordering his food. Tuvok makes no what are you even talking about just out of mm-hmm. frustration and then Neelix latches on and becomes his uh he's my best friend his, his special needs uh puppy that then just is just gonna sit there and piss on his shoe for the next seven yes. years do you know how many times I've had somebody follow me around all day who thinks that I want to have a fucking conversation with them just because I said hi <laughs> <That's> too often <laughs> But but my my question about it is that that hypothetical works for me and I'm into it. But my question about it is being a parent, it's so much emotion. Like there's so much emotion that goes along with it. There's so many thoughts and feelings and 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 sentimentalities and things. Why would you go to someone who's just cold and logic about it? So tell me about being a parent. They occupy my thoughts often. Well, there that sounds pretty cool, I guess. Right? Like I, I don't really Sign have a lot of things. Up. I don't really have a lot of things that occupy my my thoughts all that much. So yeah, that sounds cool. That's a thing that yeah. can happen. 
I find myself missing them. Like, okay, that's weird for oh, you to say because you're a Vulcan and like that's like an emotion, right? Like mm-hmm. yearning and right. Kind so I thought that was is. I thought that was odd. But then you know, and then my my I love the thing where Neil because was, of the the space ravioli, they were making him feel emotional. He's like, man, these space ravioli. Kudos to Chef Boyardee. He's <laughs> he's really bringing the ruckus with this batch of space with, meat raviolis and sauce. Yeah, it's with uh, the sponsorship that the UPN is doing. It's just ridiculous. I'm sorry. No, do would you happen to have any cheese raviolis back there? Do I? The, I, I, the chef Boyardee has cooked up some wonderful I cheese do. raviolis. You want some beef macaroni? What is it called? A beefaroni? Beefaroni. Here's some beefaroni for you, Duvat. Mm. Mm. Very logical choice. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I just. Vulcans are generally vegan, but this is made with impossible beefaroni. <laughs> <laughs> So I just found that situation to be odd, I guess. I think um, there were just so many other things that were problematic for me in this episode that that just didn't even register. I was just like, okay. Well, the whole conversation is just thought. so trite and, and ridiculous because Neelix is saying like, well, if I have a son, I can teach him how to fly and, and ways of romance. Like your fucking son doesn't want to hear about you trying to bang chicks, dad. Like yeah. that ain't a thing. Like I... I I do like though that Tuvok was, you know, kind of woke with yeah. the whole, you know, and, and more modern where he's just yes. like gender roles are stupid. Yeah, Neelix, but... shut up. Well, no, I, I did appreciate that, but then Neelix is like, Well, what would I teach a daughter? And then I expected him to go into like, well, you can teach your daughter many different things about healthy, you know, it's just it seems it was just so fucking corny and dumb. Well, what could I teach a girl? Nothing, Neelix. You can teach no child, no thing, because you're a fucking pedophile, and you need to have a court order that restrains your presence from the presence of children by at least a quarter mile. Tuvok doesn't even really answer him. Tuvok just says, well, my daughter, I have three sons and one daughter, and she learns as much from me as my sons do. Wait, your culture doesn't abort daughters? (laughs) My God. How have the Vulcans? We find this dark thing about the Talaxians now. It's like they're like a male-only society, and it's insane. They have to find underage Okampa girls. This whole conversation is making me uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. Just this entire episode, the entire conversation, there's nowhere it can go that is not completely discomforting to me. Yeah. No, I... Yeah, I like I said at that point I had checked out because he's debating whether or not to impregnate a prepubescent woman who hit puberty early. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she's not even prepubescent. And yeah, this even... is a, this is jump started. You're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. She's in elementary school. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. And then and then some some girls like like human girls start uh, going into puberty like at nine years old. Like, mm-hmm. would that be okay for Neelix? You fucking maniac. <laughs> Weirdo. Uh, it's just, I don't know, man. And then you get the other side of it where, uh, it's just, it's just, uh, I, just. I am completely disappointed with Weinrich in this episode. Yeah. I expected more from him. I usually do, and we usually get better. And I, I feel- think he had the assistant director doing his work here. Like he, uh, he was like, you know what? I can't do it. I can't do this. You can put my name on it, but somebody else is directing this shit show. And part of it too is our fault because we were watching season one saying like, man, I wish they would come up with the B story. And the B story is Neelix is going to impregnate a child. <laughs> like that's the B story. Like that's, we brought this on ourselves. I honestly thought it was, at first it was just that Kess wants to eat weird stuff. Yeah, which would have like, been fun. That's a cute, I guess, yeah. B story to have, and then they made it all weird, statutory rapey. Yeah, that would have been fun. Like Kess is just going around like chewing on bulkheads and stuff, and how do we stop her? <laughs> oh my god, she's eating the ship. <laughs> oh no! They have to give her a Hannibal Lecter mask yeah. so she stops eating stuff. <laughs> and like, I think Janeway would have been a little bit more 
gung-ho about herding these weird sea cow space things if they're like look man neelix is trying to fuck a child we'll back it up <laughs> back it up let's go come on chop chop we got to get this thing out of here but what about that yeah 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 no i agree with torres let's just blow them all up yeah. i'm not gonna let that stand on my watch phasers on widespread yeah, that's not going yeah. on my fucking my record I'm sure there's more of these things out here, right? <laughs> yeah, they'll be fine, right? Like this, we'll, this. we'll try to leave it. Look at them all. Look at them all. They're all out here. There's no cloud. You don't get a cloud. I mean, think about a cloud of water. Cloud of water. There's thousands of drops in it. There's yeah. got to be at least 20 of these fucking things. But but then I guess Kess starts having cold feet about wanting to be impregnated at a young age. Well, <laughs> she realized you can't fix a relationship by having a child. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I like, well, when yeah. she says she never knew of anybody that, that had a child at this age, I'm like, so on the comp and home world, they don't have whatever their equivalent of 16 and pregnant is. So it's just <laughs> like, what is theirs? Is, is it like three and pregnant? And, and that's just horrifying. Yeah, this whole thing is just odd. Yeah. But meanwhile, back to the odd uh, B, B story or other A story. Um, this, you know, they're starting to turn blue and attach themselves to the ship. Uh, and then a big one shows up and, and the little ones are going to mate with it or something. Yeah. And apparently it's the bull and it's going to fight the Voyager for uh, dominance. For mm -hmm. Dominance in the thing. So basically then from the kissing in the turbolift scene, that just sets the whole standard then that this episode is going to, and this, you may have actually have these notes. I don't, I don't remember when this episode filmed or aired. I got it. If it's going to be in February or some shit. September so 18th, 1995. So it's not even. That's, that's a like, Valentine's day episode. Yeah. So this is when everybody, well, you know, September is the most likely month to have children in. The highest density of birthdays happen in mid-September, so maybe I don't know. They could. They didn't. They're not that smart. They didn't fucking think of that. No. But this whole fucking episode is about either mating, breeding, or or that's it. Well, but I mean, it's, yeah. well, Chakotay gets the idea to like. Okay, well, we need to let this thing prove its dominance, so let it fuck our wives. And so, like, he just becomes like a cuck. Let's make the Voyager a cuck. <laughs> let's let's let this thing fuck our yes. wives while we watch in the Jane corner. Janeway wants cry. to fuck back. Yeah, and he's like, "No, shh, just yeah. just let it happen." Yeah, just we got we gotta let this thing cuck. Yeah, we have to be happen. a floor worm, Captain. We yeah. have to be a floor worm. Just just lay there, turn over. I, I can do this for you, Captain. <laughs> I'm really good at this. This is what I majored in the academy. <laughs> At this point, if Cuck I could studies, block out, a, if I could block out everything studies. that had happened up to this point, it I've was kind of, of so funny that it was just like, this is this is almost kind of good. But then I remember the rest of the episode, and I was like, no, this is real shit. <laughs> terrible. Now, is it good in a terrible? You can't lead? major in cuck studies. You can you can only minor in cuck studies. That's <laughs> yeah, true. That's true. Yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> now, is it good, Jenny, in like a terrible way? This yeah. Part yeah, of the episode, yeah. or is it just like this is oh we like we 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 polished a turd here? It was, it was good in a bad way. Like I'm watching a B horror movie kind of a deal. It was like, yeah. I was texting um, Chief Engineer Scott, and I was like this episode is is almost so bad that it's good but it's just bad bad and he's like yeah. is it bad meaning good and i was like no bad as in bad like michael jackson bad <laughs> like it's bad like no this episode is <laughs> it's i i mean i get what they but it's just like like you said like all the context and the and just it's just it's just wrong yeah well to be the devil's advocate I no. think I think we're putting human uh, ethics and, and expectations on an alien culture in a way that that we are. No, it's full of shit. Fuck this. No, I mean, I'm I can see. Yeah, <laughs> I can see Ben. I can see you making the argument for that hypothetically, but the term that she's prepubescent. It's not like 
it's not like she was in heat or something like that. Like, like right. I think they do a good job yeah. of that with the with the original series episode. Where like this is his mating time. Like this is the time in Spock's mm-hmm. life where he he mates. Or like the beta zeds where they they lose their minds and they go all hormonal and shit. Yeah. Like after they what is it after their menopause makes them like quadruple their horny factor. Yeah, mm-hmm. but this is just kind of she's hitting puberty. Yeah, early. It's, yes, it's terrible. Like I, <laughs> I can't. I can't. Is this the example of that didn't age well? Oh, yeah. But here's the thing is, I didn't like it the first time around. I had problems with him because of this. Even before this episode, I had, because I, you know, they say how young she is and earlier than this, and it's just like. Right. Yeah, I I didn't see it when it first aired, but I can't imagine that it would have been a whole lot better. I mean, like looking back at it being like probably closer to the age of neelix you know like looking at it like oh dude yeah i'm judging you you're creepy yeah this is terrible and there's already like an age discrepancy there anyway like neelix is already presented as so much older than kes and like and i think again the big term is like she's going into this early so she's pre pubescent it would be different if this kicked in her oh this kicked in her her hormones and now she's she wants to have a baby different but once they Mm -hmm. say it's early like she's cycling early then you're just like that's fucking gross i'm out like who came up with this what is wrong with them i don't know (laughs) and i feel bad in a way like jimmy talking about it like like we're making light of it but i mean that's that's they're trying to they're trying to uh throw this on jimmy diggs but because they say oh it's based on his experience while in the navy yeah his experience was like sea life following the ship because they were shining lights like into the water or something yeah and so like these sea animals would follow the ships and so that's Mm -hmm. where they got the idea for the space things being attracted to the whatever you know the plasma not the neelix part not the Neelix part. They, they didn't and pick see, up. They're uh, like, like the way this Wikipedia article's written, it seems like, hey, it's Jimmy Diggs' idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's fucking blaming the Navy for some stupid shit. It's just not great. I mean, the critical response screen rant in 2020 said this is one of the top 10 worst episodes of Voyager. And then oh. uh, you had me on, worried when you said top ten. Yeah. I was like, "What?" <laughs> somebody on somebody on Twitter, one of our, um, one of our tweet followers here. Here, let me get it. Never mind, love. Talk amongst yourself. I'm just getting something on Twitter. I would go so far as to say this is my least favorite episode of all Star Trek thus far. So far, wow. Okay. <laughs> so far trust me so far um this is from one of our tweeter followers uh, on on twitter you can follow us on twitter at dork trek uh this is from farmers only fans says a voyager is a slog but as a big fan of dork trek please don't give up um, when it comes to just skip through the series or, or something. And then somebody else was like, yo, yeah. And this is from Jacob says, oh, hell, you're trudging through the most infamous stretch of episodes of Voyager that even the biggest fans hate. So this I'm is- I'm curious. I want to go ask some of my Voyager fan friends and ask them what they think about this episode. I know you said, I know earlier on Twitter- how you had said that we should give Neelix a chance and that maybe he's not as bad as what we were presenting him to be. So I get that. I see that you have a point. I feel like you're so doing Columbo right now. Could One you, more thing. <laughs> could you please just help me understand the child rape part of your fantasy? Have you always enjoyed watching somebody do that? Now, or, now, now. Slow down, slow down. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, no, I'm just, that, that's, how, how do you defend Neelix? Because what's the point of science fiction, right? It's like to use aliens to make a point about our society or our culture, right? So they're basically saying we have all these weird hangups about, you know, premarital relationships and pre, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, our, our sexual hangups as a society. 
but you got to draw the line at prepubescent. Yeah. Like that's not something that we need to really delve mm-hmm. into and consider and, you know. And I think, and, and to way, be, I'm not ahead, even man. sure that they thought, th- thought it through that far. They were just like, oh, she's young. Let's just write this episode. But I think you could, you could fix this if, if you make more emphasis on the fact that they only live nine years and you don't make it prepubescent. Yes. Yeah, you, no, you, totally. You, you have her, it, don't compare it to fucking puberty and don't say that it's coming early. You, you could have a, a biological clock ticking thing where it's just like, oh, this is the start of this phase where we are no longer capable of bearing children once we enter this phase. It, it could be a common menopause that yeah. would be triggering. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I've only got X amount of time before I age it, you know, and it could be coming early. Menopause coming early is a lot different than puberty coming early. Yeah. As yeah. Far and as and if it wasn't Neelix being so creepy to her this whole time, yeah, like, you know, basically, like you said, grooming her this whole time. And now all of a sudden she's prepubescent and, and needs we, to have a kid. And if we establish earlier that, that she's like, you know, mid to late twenties mm-hmm. he's still kind of a creepy old dude with the the, the young trophy like the wife well, daughter girlfriend as, thing. yeah it's not as bad though. well i mean i think you could even have solved the issue where when the captain is talking to the doctor and even the captain could say even if they wanted to keep the prepubescent thing which is weird right mm-hmm. but even if they wanted to keep it it could have been avoided by just somebody cabbage heading this thing like well prepubescent isn't that young and she's and then the doctor would say well in the ocampus society pre uh uh, 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 this this age would be more uh, aligned to a 25 year old human female and then you go okay yeah they just taking the time to like explain it and take two or three lines yeah two or three yeah exactly two or three lines tops change a line here or just go or just have somebody cabbage head it and go well ocampan physiology is completely different because she ages out much older than 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 a human would at that age or whatever blah 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 because it brings up questions like like when when do they start selecting mates like when is it cool for ocampans to start dating each other like in their society that's something they don't really explain because if they don't have if they're not sexually mature until four Three. or five, yeah, then like, do they just, you know, would she have a no compen boyfriend or husband at this point already to prepare for her to be, you know, ready to have a kid by the time she's four? Like, that but would help explain that. it some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would make more sense that Neelix is dating this, you know, child. Yeah, yeah. because that's the thing. If, if so, she's <laughs> not she's not she's never made any indication of anybody or any kind of dating or you know anything like that this is like this this strange old guy from outer space came by the (laughs) he drove real slow by the schoolyard one day and saved her from some bullies i mean there's there's no way there's no way to fix this i mean and yeah i I locked in my score pretty early. But. Yeah, uh, uh, and then and then this is another question I have because it seems to get weirder. Then at the end of the episode, um, a woman comes into her office, yeah. into Janeway's office, and it's like, "Hey, man, I'm pregnant. My husband she knocked me up, but the timing doesn't work out. Like she just found out today that she's six months pregnant. How does that happen?" Well different because we fi- we'll find out later that her husband's an alien oh. and so you know there's different gestation i think vulcans gestate for like 11 months or I some shit. misunderstood i thought she said that they've been trying before but she didn't get a chance to tell him before she left like oh uh, we were only supposed to be gone like three weeks i, I was just, gonna tell him when we got back i, I took, didn't think she knew yeah i took that as oh, really? like she just found out that she pregnant yeah. man Okay, I, I had tuned out half of the episode, so yeah, I'll have to go back and watch that because I, I took it as it. like she just discovered that she was pregnant, but they've been out there for what they established last week six months, six months. So like you, you were excited, like you just found out that you're six months pregnant. Like, now somebody, you fucking somebody on the ship, you're just trying to lie, <laughs> lie, lie, right. lie, lie. Well, some you know, some people don't, don't know that they're pregnant until really late. And, uh, <laughs> 
she's gonna have him at this uh <laughs> voyager prom <laughs> <laughs> no it's just this is the first time that we this is the first time we've met uh hens and wildman i believe yeah. and she becomes a recurring a wild character. bitch that baby's got some a recurring character i tell you what that baby's got some pretty dark skin that baby's got some really weird ears too what? what pregnant man <laughs> but uh it's it's funny because i <laughs> i jumped ahead. i now have five kids four of which my family knows about <laughs> What happens in the Delta Quadrant stays in the Delta Quadrant. Logic stays. <laughs> I, I jumped ahead to watch some seven of nine episodes um, because it's because we're watching this. I think I've brought this up before. YouTube has started putting Voyager in my recommended um, videos. And it's just like, all right, fine. And then I'll see a scene. All right, fine. <laughs> all right, I'll fine. I'll watch several episodes. Well, no, I'll see a clip and it's like, well, I don't remember this. And it's actually, that's that sounds like a pretty good episode. Let me go check. So I'll get the title and I'll go check out the episode. And there's one of them where there's a, a time travel situation happening. No. Time travel? And this they go, show? That's so weird. And they go back prior to this episode right but Ensign Wildman is there at the same science station as if she has always been here which I thought was a nice touch because it's like yeah you can't get new crew members you know yeah. before we met her but it wasn't before she was on the ship pregnant man yeah and I thought that, I thought that too when I saw her I was like she must be expecting because huh okay what to expect when you're inspecting inspect <laughs> But I, I also liked too how like they were doing the well. There's so much I want to do with my life, and I wanna I want to go to nursing school, and I wanna I want to do this. And if I have a baby, then how could I how could I do all this stuff? And it's just like, man, what the fuck? This is just. Well, I felt well, like I was watching an ABC after school special. Yes, yes, okay. yes. It was terrible. If you have a kid now, Kesha, go throw your life away. Yeah. How? Use protection. We're on a ship. Yeah. What is what about my life is going to change? It'll be one kid. I we have plenty of childcare. There are so many women on this ship with aching wombs that want a kid. <laughs> we can like rent this little fucker out all the time and just, just leave him with turn the same turn. Sh- Go ahead, say shit like that. Like that, you could be a writer for Star Trek. Maybe he wrote. I've, I've I've been watching it for. 45 years i think i i think i got the got the pattern mm-hmm. down this episode's okay. just not great and no. jenny go ahead you, you have your you're locked in on your score oh, what do you think no i've i've actually been like kind of back and forth because like the the space squid sperm things i genuinely kind of liked it in a mm-hmm. terrible kind of a way but i don't even want to give this episode a full point like I want to give it like a half a point. Wow! <laughs> I am dead ass. Like I, I want to give it a full point for the for the space squid. If it was just that, I would give it probably like a five. I'd be like, yeah, it's great. But it's it's just terrible. It's absolutely terrible. It actually made me mad to watch wow. this episode. So you're gonna give it a point five? Yes. That's got to be the lowest score we've ever had, except for silk stockings. Uh, that may be the lowest we've ever given. Wow. A point I, yeah, I feel like this is the lowest episode, lowest rating I've ever given an episode because I can usually find something good, but this was just so terrible that, it, like, whatever redeeming values it You had, should watch that Silk like, Stockings episode. I, it's got to be better than this. And it probably was. At least everyone <laughs> was portrayed of age. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ben, what do you say? Well, see, I didn't know Ginny was going to introduce the whole thing of, of half points. I mean, we, we do point fives. Like, we've yeah. done it. I know, but I. If you I, can I, do a 6.5, you can do a point five. I guess. <laughs> right? I, like, I scored it as a one. Wow. Where I would, you know, because I was like, okay, well, you know, and then Ginny almost got me to give it a two when she was talking about, you know, the, the whole space creature things. 
It's like, yeah, that was kind of neat, but nah. The more we talk, it was like not back down to one. And and I was like, one is being my lowest, you know, rateable thing. I wanted to give it a zero. I'm gonna be totally honest. I almost wow. gave it a zero. Yeah. So mine's I'm gonna stick with what I wrote though and, and say one, but with the understanding that I intended that to be the lowest possible score. Well, no, I, I mean, if you can do a 6.5, then why can't you do a 0.5? Oh, then wow. I let me change it to that. Then I, I'm going to give it a 0.5. Wow, that's two yeah. points. Wow. No, no, that is that <laughs> is 0.5 <laughs> twice. That is 0.5 twice, not 2.5. That's 0.5 <laughs> twice. I mean, I feel like at this point, I, I'm not going to change my score based on your score. I found this episode just completely and utterly ridiculous in so many ways and it was so bad but i really related to some of it so i'm gonna give it an eight no, I'm just <laughs> god damn it Bob. some of it i really got down with it. i'm like man that's a great idea um this episode to me is probably like a four like it's just it's bad it's it's just bad but i i, I can't even match to jenny's feelings for it so i'm just gonna say a four and be done with it I don't feel like such a fool anymore then because I was going to give it a three. And I was like, when they both said 0.5, I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I rated it too high. I, I didn't mean, know. It's awful. But I don't think, I still think that learning curve episode is worse for me. So well, I got to remember which one's that one. That's the season finale. Oh, where, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, if you can learn to bend the rules, we can learn to follow them. Yeah, that episode's That one infuriated that, me. That, that one upset me, but and this one's bad writing. Maybe because I watched it at writing. I watched it at 1.25 speed. So maybe because it wrapped up more quickly, like <laughs> you it didn't, didn't have to simmer in it. The one yeah. thing I will say is at least it didn't drag. And this is why I watched it at regular normal speed. It didn't drag, but I was just because I was just watching it and I was just flabbergasted and flummoxed yes. at the like just the 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 audacity. The, the, yeah, just the, the the strangeness of it all. The temerity. Like, it's just the, the depravity, if you will. And again, it could have been, you could have made, like Ben said, made her metapausal, fixed, yeah. not as bad. You could have done, it's just the prepubescent thing. It's just like, that's too, that's a, that's too much for me. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. Neelix sucks. Oh yeah, Neelix definitely sucks. Because I mean, at the beginning of the episode, he's gaslighting that poor girl, and now you want to have a kid with him? But he was—he's been gaslighting since. Yeah, but this is the, this is the most blatant. Yeah. This is a textbook definition of like shitty boyfriend gaslighting. Yes. Uh, a young woman. If Kess was my friend, I would just be like, "Let's go out for coffee. Let's sit down and talk about this situation that you're in." Here's the, um, you wouldn't be would allowed to. You. Yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't let her. I'll kill him. That, Lieutenant Commander Zell, she's <laughs> trouble. Yeah, I don't she's, like that. She, that Zell, she's uh -huh. she's trouble. She's a real busybody. There's just something about her. Maybe if she got her own man, she wouldn't worry about yours so much. Yeah. That's what it would be. Is he would try to turn her against me. Oh, she's coming after me. Yeah, he's a total creep. I just have to kill him. That's all. All right, fair enough. Well, I mean, I think you did with your rating. Because <laughs> he did. I'm just thinking of the Simpsons meme where it's like, stop it, they're already dead. Like, that's what you've <laughs> done to this, this episode. And that's the episode. Again, we're marching towards 10 years. Um, the 8th of what? Uh, uh, July is our 10-year anniversary. We've been, we're marching down to 400 shows, too. We're getting close. I think this is like 397 or something like that. So it's a, it's a very exciting time here in, in Dork Trek land. We want to thank you guys for listening so much. Uh, don't blame us. Voyager sucks. Like that's kind of the, the and it'll get better, right? Like it's going to get a little better. Yeah. It can't get any worse than this, according to Jenny and Ben. So, but it does. Could get a zero. Ugh. That I would got be some it. zeros ready. Just make All it right. rain, bitches. <laughs> so we'll be back next week with a very special recording. Uh, three of us will be together. Dennis will be by himself. Aww. 
and I will miss you very much, Dennis. I'll miss you guys too. Um, so we'll be back next week. Thank you guys for listening and uh, stay safe. Who's going to say it this week? Hey, how's that soy latte coming? Boom. Can I see your ID? Neelix, isn't she a little young? Thank you.